This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hello folks and welcome to How You Going Mate, Adam's my name. Uh, welcome, if you haven't listened before, welcome to our show and if you have listened before, welcome back. Um, this is a mental health podcast. It's almost uh, entirely concerned with talking to people about their mental health, but also about how they manage their wellness and their well-being. And uh, I do need to apologize at the very top. Uh, last week, we were supposed to put up the catch-up episode. I actually went away with my family um, for a little holiday for the weekend and uh, ran out of time to produce an episode and, and, and post it. There is a bit of a process involved in these things. So uh, my apologies. But having said that, nobody seemed to notice that we didn't post an episode. So, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what that says. Um, now, our guests this week, and I say guests, um, I, I teased a little promo on the uh, the Facebook and the Instagram pages. Uh, our guests this week are How You Going Mate Legends. And to give you a bit of perspective on, on what I say, when I, what I mean when I say that, is uh, we've had 9,140 total listens to our our, our program, um, our podcast, so all the episodes, 37 episodes. And 1,039 of those are our guest tonight, which is Simon Blake. Um, it is by far our most popular episode, by about 400 listens. And uh, I would, I've always said I would love all of my numbers to have at least one extra zero behind them. Um, I'd love to be sitting at 90,000 listens right now. I'd love to be sitting on... You know, I'd love Simon and Blake's episode to have 10,000 listens. Um, but in our world, a 1,000 listens is phenomenal. And um, Simon's story has been listened to all over the world. Um, he's had fantastic um, feedback uh, from his original episode, which was called um, Childhood Bullying and, and Adults' Mental Health. And if you haven't had a chance, what I'd suggest that you actually do is go back and listen to that episode, if you haven't listened to it already, and then come back and listen to this episode. Because what you see is a very different man. Um, and I'm, I'm going to use the term young man throughout this because I'm in my mid-40s. Simon's um, in, in his late 20s, so he is considerably younger than me. But um, what you see is a very different young man. The Simon that we met uh, way back in February was a young man who was uh, very much at the start of his recovery journey, very much at the beginning of um, understanding his mental health and really beginning the work that he needed to do to be well and to to support his mental health. Um, at the time when we spoke to him, I said to him, I, I do actually want to come back and speak to you in a few months' time and see where you are. But there was he was very raw. He was, you know, a very... Um, I don't. I can't even describe. But the, the the young man that I met, and I actually said this to him the other night. Like I really, I walked away from there thinking, this is going to be either a really fantastic episode that people will connect with because they'll hear that raw emotion in him, or it'll be something that like I, I you know, really hard to listen to. And overwhelmingly, people connected with it, and we had some great feedback, and Simon had great feedback. More importantly, 
So I got in contact. I've been in contact with Simon on and off in the last few months. We've touched base a couple of times just through the the coronavirus um, months that we've had. Um, but Simon said, "Mate, when when can we record again? Because I I really feel like I want to come back on and, and talk some more about what's happening." And uh, we we set it up, and here we are. So we we caught up a couple of days ago, and um, I tell you now, man, I uh, I really um, I was so pleased to see the progress that he'd made. And I'm not going to take any credit for that. Um, he's had great support from his friends, particularly Blake, who's also on our episode. He's got a great family. Got to meet his mum and dad the other night. They're really brilliant people, um, really lovely people. And I just think um, Simon's doing all the things that he needs to do to manage his wellness. Um, you know, regular contact with, with, his, with a counsellor, taking medication, looking after himself physically, looking after himself... Um, being creative, doing something he likes and he's passionate about, and it's it's just so nice to see. It's so better than nice. It's great to see that he is actually um, not not just doing well, but thriving and and really, you know, really advanced in his in his recovery journey. So, um, like I said, go back and listen to episode the previous episode. It's episode nineteen, about five months ago. Come back and listen to this episode. You're going to hear a very different young man. You're going to hear a very different person on these episodes. Uh, before we get into the episode, we need to give a little bit of a plug. Um, as a result of uh, our last meeting, one of the things that uh, Simon and Blake have done is started a, a, an initiative, a mental health initiative called Listen. Um, and, and similar to us, just trying to educate people about how to support somebody with a mental health issue. Um, so if you do get a chance, go in and like their Facebook page, go in and, and get involved with what they're doing. Um, really great to see that Simon is taking this, um, you know, we're taking this pain and giving it a purpose, which is, you know, not overstating it. Um, and, and fantastic to see the relationship between Blake and Simon and how they, they support each other and how they, they look after each other. So um, without further ado, you can don't forget you can listen to us all over the web, uh, all over the podcasting spectrum: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the whole range. But without further ado, let's uh, sit down again with, uh, with the kings of the How You Going Mate universe at the moment, Simon and Blake, and we're just going to ask him the very simple question: How you going, mate? Well, yeah, pe- people very well, very well. How are you? People get a clue from the description that we are, and I've said this to you. I'm going to call. I'm seriously thinking about calling this episode "The Return of the Kings." The Return of the King. I was just going to say King, but I felt you'd be left out, Blake. <laughs> well, I've often been called worse, so I'll take that. <laughs> Seems fitting. Uh, Simon M. Blake. Now we we spoke back in February. We published this just before coronavirus. Yep. Um, and we were talking off air that this has been the number one. Episode one thousand and thirty seven listens out of a tick over nine thousand one hundred listens. So more than ten percent have been you two. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. If only we're getting paid for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But we said back in the we said back in the last one that we were gonna catch up a few months down the track and catch up with where you're at. Um, catch up with what's happening and, and look I don't want to like guess and, and you know, assume but I'm going to say, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, Blake, the Simon that I have across the table from me now is a different Simon than we had a few months back. 
The Simon is smiling, which is a massive change for a start. Yeah. He, he is a completely different person, he's which bit, is he's so a bit cranky last time, if I'm honest. I was he's a very bit cranky intimidated man, boy. But he's not so much now. Look at him, he's laughing. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it's always nice to put shit on people about their mental health yeah. when you're at a mental health podcast, isn't it? Mate, what's, what, tell, tell us, what's going on? Oh, well, so after we did the last podcast and after we shared it all, it just blew up. Yeah. It, Honestly, it overwhelmed me more than anything because the amount of messages I was getting on Messenger and text messages from mates, like everyone's going, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And, you know, I had to go back in and tell them what was going on and people that I hadn't spoken to in 10 years, 13 years, even six years, they were actually quite concerned. Yeah, yeah, Like, they'd actually taken the time out of their day to listen to it. Yeah. And quite concerned. And actually, one of my... Good mates now, Lucas, he, who I hadn't really, really known for a couple of months till he listened to it, he sent me a message on Messenger and he's like, mate, is everything all good? He's like, I've just listened to your podcast. He's like, is everything okay? He's like, I know I don't know you for that long. He's like, but I'm concerned, mate. Is everything yeah. all right? And I just said to him, that time, though. Yeah. Now that you've heard it, I'm slowly getting better. Yeah. And the best thing about him is now, like, I get to I talk to him pretty much every day as well. Same yeah. to do with Blake. Yeah. You know, every now and then we'll go get breakfast, go out somewhere, go for a coffee, whatever it is. Having that's good too. Mm. And, you know, like, he can tell when I'm in a crap mood. Yeah. Same with Blake. He's the exact same. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's been good. It has been overwhelming at times where I'll just get random messages going, we've just listened to this podcast, are you okay? Yeah. And it's like three months down the track <laughs> and I'm just going... Could listen to it when we released I'm it. Like, all right, now I've got to talk about this stuff again. But yeah, yeah. It's been good. You know, the fact that I'm still going to counselling, still taking medication, everything's kicked in now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the fact that I'm now working away at it, getting myself better, it's, I'm in a lot better place. Yeah, yeah. There's no suicidal thoughts. There's no wanting to wrap myself around telegraph poles anymore. Yeah. Life just feels better. All right, we'll end the podcast here. <laughs> 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 That'll do. All right. Thanks very much. Good chat. <laughs> no, but I mean, now this is the interesting thing, and there's a couple of things in there to pull apart. You know, the thing that I always, I don't know that I really intended it to happen when I first started this, right? But it's kind of based on the idea that if I want people to talk about their mental health, I've got to talk about my mental health. I've got to role model that behaviour. So, and, and as you know, there's a, we all know the cliches and the, the stereotypes about men and talking about mental health. We all get that. Um, but if I want people to talk about it, I've got to talk about it as well. The whole how this has evolved for me, and this is where I've sort of started using that start talking tagline, is that you know almost everyone that's done this has had somebody message them afterwards and go, "I didn't know, are you okay?" or "I didn't know, this is my story as well." So the point of it is to try and get people to start talking. And, and as you say, you and your mate, Lucas, maybe that's a conversation you don't have before that. You know, yours and Blake's relationships are different yeah. kettle of fish. But maybe you don't have that relationship. But maybe Lucas hears that and goes, that's me. Or I get that. I get that. Or shit, I've felt like that as well. I can now have this conversation with this bloke because he has talked about it. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it does. And, and, you know, that's, that's the point. That's the whole idea. You know, it's that, you know, somebody, for lack of a better term, benefits from the shit that you went through. Yeah. 
you know, if we can make positives out of the pain, that's what that's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's what it's there for. And the other part of that then is about, you know, you're talking pretty openly about stuff that we don't talk about, which is I'm still doing counselling, I'm still doing medication, you know. Like truthfully, if you think about all the people that you know, how many of them, you know, you, would you go, oh, maybe you're seeing a counsellor, maybe you're doing medication. We don't talk about that stuff, no. you know. If it was cancer, I, oh, yeah, I'm going to the doctor, I'm going to the specialist, I'm getting chemo, I'm doing this stuff, this is all the things I'm doing to take care of my physical health. But the mental health side of it... No, you know. one, no one batters an olive. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one thing, though, that when you and I first started talking about sitting down with Adam the first time, that was one thing that got you over the line for wanting to do it was yeah, definitely the the way it was positioned was you it, just by starting your conversation and telling your story there's every chance that that could start the story for somebody else start yeah. the conversation for somebody else and at the end of the day from a mental health perspective that's that's what we want we want the the conversation to continue because the more people are talking yeah. they're yeah. aware yeah of their own circumstances of others yep that's that's what you're seeing now you've, you've, with the amount of people that you've had reach out to you. Yeah, and like, you know, just the... Like just, I, just couldn't under, I just couldn't believe the amount of people who listened to it. Yeah. Like, it spun me out. Like, <laughs> like obviously, you were messaging me and you know, we're talking back, back and forth how many listens it had. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, how? <laughs> how has it had this many listens? Yeah. And then I'm trying to think, who's listened to it? Obviously, besides my mates and family and whatnot, yeah, yeah. I think, who else has listened to it? Yeah, and then obviously, before then, I had to scroll back up to go. Well, hang on, Adam did say to me it was going to go worldwide. Well, and so this I is did, I did have to put that into perspective as well. This is the thing that gets me as well, and I still say this to everyone I talk to. I'm I'm really proud of the fact that we've been listened to on every continent except for Antarctica. I'm I'm proud of that fact. But who's sitting in Johannesburg listening to me? Like, you know, and it kind of also says to me that the message is universal. You know, the guy that's living in Colombia who's dealing with anxiety and the guy that's, you know, living in Belgium dealing with anxiety, it's the same anxiety. You know, they're dealing with the same stuff that you're dealing with, you know. And and it's a universal message. So obviously people are hearing it and connecting with it. Some of them we can explain, like, you know, our mate over here, he'll give us a few listens in America, and I've got a few people that listen over there as well. I can explain some of the, the European listens, but, yeah. you know, when, when Tanzania <laughs> listens... Oh, yeah, that, I was going to say, when you <laughs> who said the hell's me, in, that was, Who's in Tanzania? Yeah, yeah. In fact, right. I'd defy anyone to find Tanzania on a map. <laughs> like, I know it's in Africa, but where? where Somewhere live. in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But you know what I mean? And so it, that, for me, is the thing that really spins me out, where you go... Can't believe it, but it really should. Uh, says to me, it's a universal message. Everyone's yeah. getting it. So the, the counselling, the, the thing that happened in the me- middle of this, and I've, I've talked about this extensively, is the coronavirus thing. So the counselling and the, and the medication that kind of happens. Did, did that have an effect on being able to do counselling? Did it have an effect on you being able to do the other things you need to do to look after okay, your mental health? So <laughs> it's a story. You always so got a story. Was, so everything was sort of going well, and I was going to see my counsellor, and I think it was like every three to four weeks or whatever it is. And coronavirus hit. Yep. And next thing you know, besides me actually getting a phone call going, you've got to come to see this guy at this time, yeah. it was more, okay, it's going to be over a phone consult. Yeah. And I've just gone, okay. I just need to be by my phone at this time. Yeah. It was interesting because coronavirus had sort of just started. Yeah. And I still wasn't really sure 
how my mental state was gonna either was gonna deteriorate mm. or I was gonna become stronger and better for it. Yeah. So I wasn't really too sure. So we'd spoken about what I can try and do to eliminate those bad things and the bad thoughts and mm. what I can try and do to make myself feel better about myself during a day or a couple of hours, whatever it is. And I think after that hour of just speaking to him, he said, would give me a few ideas, like, you know, get up and go see your mate and go for a walk. Yeah. Or go for a run or pick up, pick up the guitar <coughs> and start playing guitar again. Yeah. Which, are what I, which is what I've been doing. Um, you know, go for a drive. Even though that was risky, trying to get a thousand dollar fine, yeah. But I'd still take it on and just just to clear my head, yeah. But the funniest thing is when I actually said to my counsellor, "Look, can I? Am I allowed to go for a drive anywhere just to clear my head, or just to you know go sit by water or whatever it is?" Mm. He's just going, "Look, it's probably not the smartest thing you should be doing, but if you need to do it, just do it." Mm. So there were times where I just jump in the car and just go for a drive. Put the music up loud. Just take an exercise bag of clothes with you and go just go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, it was either just turning the music up real loud just to try and escape whatever it was or yeah. how I was feeling at that certain point in time or whatever it was. And just sit by water just to, I don't know why, but it, it relaxes me. It calms me down. It's weird. Yeah. Just sit no, there. no, 100%. Get it. And that was, that started to come good. And then Blake over here decided to shop me with a little present out of, out of the blue one day. Yeah, I was wondering, look, he might have worded me up about this. Probably. <laughs> so I was actually out and about at the time and he's gone, when do you get a chance to ring me? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? Look, something happened. I get home. He goes, you got Zoom? I said, yeah. Jump on the Zoom. He's like, I've got to show you something. Oh, like, you, you've missed the big battle of trying to get you to work Zoom out, though, for what it's <laughs> worth. That, that true. New technology and Simon, that was fun. <laughs> so, he's young. You should be good with this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, no idea. Hopefully. So finally figured out Zoom, figured out what to do. And he's mentioned the name Joel Birch to me. And I've just gone, yeah, how many affliction? Okay. What's going on? What's he done? Mm-hmm. And then he's put this video up on the screen. I'm sitting there going, okay. And he started to talk over this video and I was just like, I was just shocked. I was like, okay. Like, Blake's going, do you want to play it again? I'm like, yeah. So he's played it again to me and I've just, so I've got Blake and Steph looking at me while I'm watching this video and I'm sitting there and they're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm. I'm like, I want to cry. I want to laugh. I want to, Smile, I don't know. Yeah. I just had all these emotions just running through my whole head and my system at one point. I was like, what's just happened? Yeah. I'm like, I've just had one of the guys from my favourite bands do a video for me and I just, I couldn't contain it. And to put it in the context so people listening understand, we talked about the last one, Amity Affliction, the singer is bipolar. Is bipolar. bipolar. And so... A lot of their lyrical content deals with mental health and, and, you know, struggling with, you know, that side of you, what's going on with you. So for you, that's been something that you've listened to and it's gone, okay, I can connect with this. It makes me feel better. I don't feel alone. So Joel Birch is what? Guitarist. Lead singer. singer. So it's the actual lead. So this guy that's writing these words that you're listening to, connecting to is now sitting there on a video and saying, hey, Simon, you know. Keep your chin up. Yeah. 
What did he say? What did he say? Can you tell me what he said or not? So, or uh, <laughs> he's, he came because he's memorised it. Yeah. <laughs> he played it just before. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he ducked out the back wall before. <laughs> just, we watched Joel again. <laughs> oh, he basically just said, like you know, oh, I'm trying to think now. Yeah. Like you know, try and keep your head up. You yeah. know, there's certain times of the year can be pretty hard and pretty rough on anybody. You know, it's good to know that you, that you use our music as a coping mechanism. Yeah, and. Support no. yourself with yeah, support, support support your your own endeavours to to continue finding yeah. new mechanisms as well, which was yeah. which was good. You've memorised it. <laughs> Look well, at you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in, 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 that's like you know, like we were talking off, we we're talking before this about the negatives of social media and some of the things that it, you know, and, and the ability for everyone to have an opinion and everything and how that sucks now. But you know what? Like also the ability to con- connect like that to have what is effectively one of the people that has helped you through what you've gone through in your life yep. to actually say to you, mate, keep pushing. Does, what it, Like for you, was that like, as you said, multitude of emotions, but when you yeah. sat down and actually reflected on that, what was that? I think it took, like, it took me a couple of hours to actually sit down and just try and go, what has just happened? Yeah. Like how, like how did he do it? Yeah. Where did he, where did he find it? Yeah. And once he told me, like, couple of hours it's like oh adam did something for his wife for, for a birthday i was like oh, okay. uh, I, I saw it through uh I was hoping through this would come up. <laughs> like, okay, then. best husband ever i was that day and it took me a couple of hours to actually sit down and just go you're actually right like what he's actually just said is actually right like i do need to still keep fighting and just keep being here yeah and i still use their music as a coping mechanism yeah every day yeah doesn't matter whether I'm in a bad mood or a shit mood or a good mood. Yeah, I still listen to it. Still listen to it all yes, the time. Yes, it's obviously screaming into a microphone, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's what keeps me going every day. Yeah, it's, it's strange how music you connect with music so differently, and how people connect with it and others can't. Yeah, you know, other people have you know, other people connect with you know cooking or you know doing gardening or mowing the lawn or stuff like that. Yeah, I connect with music. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> And, that, and, and that's the interesting thing. You know, we were again talking about this off air, is but you know the thing that works for you doesn't work for me, yep. and the thing that works for me doesn't work for Blake. And so there's a whole range of things where we sit there and we go, okay, like you, you know, I might say to you, go and listen to music. And I, when the the coronavirus thing hit, I was put up a range of things for people to kind of do. They're not all cure-alls, you know. Yep. Just because you go out for a walk once a day doesn't mean your mental health is going to be automatically good. But if you go for a walk and you listen to music and you watch you know watch what you eat and you engage in positive and you do all the positive self-talk and you do all these things together you know ultimately we get back on track ultimately we we get back into some sort of a good headspace the problem is as well i think and i guess the challenge the next challenge for for you and it's a challenge for everyone that experiences mental health issues is you kind of got to keep going (laughs) Yeah, like, you know what I mean. You can't kind of go, oh well, I'm good now. I can just stop all this stuff. Yeah, it now has to become a part of your routine. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's what I did when I was younger. Yeah, I thought I was good. Thought I was getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just sort of just pushed it aside and said, yeah. don't need that anymore. I'm fine. Yeah. And it's obviously took a few years for it to decide to come back and bite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I've actually got to realise and go, okay, well, if I need to keep doing this. I need to stick to it. Yeah, yeah. I need to keep going with it. Yeah. And you know, we all we all have bad days. Like I rang Blake probably a couple months ago and I was having a really crap day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
again, you just listened and asked me what's going on. Yeah. Are you okay? What's what's up? Yeah. Same thing, feeling like crap. Just feel like shit today. And I guess that for me, and we've spoke about this as well, the, the how part of this is, well, you know, it's great to go, how you going? But the next part of that conversation needs to be, well, what are you doing to look after your mental health? Yep. Have you done this today? Have you done that today? Have you tried this? Have you done these things? And potentially on that day, you've just gone, no, bugger it, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. I don't care. Um, and then the next day, you've gone, okay, I feel really shit now. So, you know, that conversation with you goes, well, you remember you need to do all this stuff to look after yourself, yeah. and you go, oh, yeah, you're right, okay. Yeah. Got to get back on to it. Yeah. yeah. What was, is there anything that you kind of, so since the last time we've talked, is there anything you've kind of started doing that you kind of, didn't do before it's new it's something you've discovered or is it well I've I was playing guitar many years ago when yeah, I was yeah. obviously in high school and whatnot. yeah and I just thought they're just sitting there mate. <coughs> I was just like using them again yeah so I just picked I just picked them up and started using them again started playing songs that I'd already learnt yeah years ago they were crap but they obviously get better over time yeah um still going for walks pretty much every day try to Obviously, when gyms were shut, that was a bit hard. Yeah. So I was just maybe just doing body weight stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got a lot of body weight to move. <laughs> I got considerably more than you. <laughs> I need to be Mr. Olympia. But, I mean, that's, yeah. But, yeah, like, and, you know, obviously still going to counselling and doing those things. Obviously, it was probably a phone. Did that turn into like Zoom sessions over the... No, just no, stayed phone just sessions. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And then like I think as it slowly started to ease, he just said to me, he's like, are you enjoying those phone conversations? I was like, no. Nah. Yeah. I'm like, they're just... It's like having a phone call with my mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'd rather actually try and see you face to face. Yeah. So he just went, okay, let's do it then. So you're back to face to face now? I will be in a couple of, I will be in two weeks Okay how, how often are you going Like is it like once a month Or once every couple of so, weeks So me stupidly Made a dumb mistake And Didn't Make an appointment again Yeah Just didn't think Wasn't the smartest thing I spiralled a little bit Yeah But obviously having Blake there And a few other mates And family trying to Pick me back up going and the shitty part now is everybody knows, so they're all going to, you know, now you could, before you could get away with a bit of bit of a slip, but now everyone's going to stop you and go, hey, hey, back on track. Yeah. Well, it's not a shitty part, it's actually good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good. So, yeah. like, I was, I got lazy for a bit. I, I was sleeping more. Yeah, yeah. Going to bed a lot later, waking up late, I just yeah. got real lazy. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like crap, mm. I felt pretty good. But I knew once I had to get up, I had to get my ass back in the gear. Yeah. And I knew I had to get up, have something to eat, have a shower, not just lay around in bed all day and just go, oh, yeah, this sucks. We're in lockdown. Mm. Can't do anything. And I just thought, if, you can try, if I can try and make the most out of my days, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can try and do something, try to do something different every day, I'm happy. That's what I tried to do. And that's that's an interesting one. Actually, I don't think that's one that's ever come up before. So you know, what 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 were you doing? Like, what was apart from playing guitar? You're sitting there going, "I'm going to try to do something different today." What's something different? Okay, so we obviously had the house renovated. Yeah, that was well, Blake knows. Okay, so yeah, I was going to say first time I've been here, so yeah. it looks beautiful though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great since you were last year, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we ripped the ripped the kitchen out. Yeah, I did that. Okay, that was fun. 
enjoyed, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Mate, it's a real release, isn't it? I enjoyed it? that. Yeah. It was good. It wasn't, like, there was no anger or anything built up. What is, Just get what, this. What is like pulling shit apart? Yeah. That was fun. And then we had to move out for three weeks to get everything done. So we were in a little unit, I think somewhere in Rosebury or something. Yeah. So that was sort of away from home life. And yeah. That was... It's like being on a little holiday or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange, but, you know. And obviously being in a new spot, I could find different places to walk through every day. Yeah. I just had to use my maps to get back. Yeah. Because I'll just walk. I'll just, I'll just walk wherever we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll go, oh, yeah, shit, I need to get back. It's like like the guy in the ad at the moment. Hey Siri, what's the fastest route home? The fastest route home is seven point eight kilometers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like and then trying to find new things to do it got harder. Yeah. Because I'd done I'd done most of it. Yeah. And now I'm like, now what am I gonna do? Yeah. So still playing guitar. Still, you know, listening to Nirvana, listening to Pearl Jam. Yeah. You know, getting getting back into that again. Yep. It's been good. Been actually watching a lot of things on Kurt Cobain lately, which is there's probably some questions there that probably should be answered, but <laughs> it's a bit tough because Mate, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, we'll yeah. we'll we'll talk on another show that I've got that, we'll yeah, that, that was, watching that was interesting. Because I actually didn't know. Like I knew what had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you start to oh, That's right, because you 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 would have only been like Pretty much a little kid when he two, yeah, okay. It was two when he passed away. That's horrible. I was eighteen. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> okay. Um, so like, yeah, that was like trying to go back into that. And I was like, okay, did this really happen? Did yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. It was just really weird. And then like, then started playing heavier songs, and I got more into it. Yeah. And then I went out, and then just one day I woke up and I just I just felt crap. Yeah. I just had, I, don't know, I probably had a bad sleep. I probably didn't sleep. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a new guitar. Yeah. And I'm just going, do I actually just say that out loud or am I dead set going to go buy a new guitar today? Yeah. I just went, stuff it. Drove it to the music store. Spent two hours in there trying to pick out, a, pick out a guitar that I wanted. Yeah. Came home. Played, played, played and played. I don't think I put it down for about five hours. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just kept playing. And the happiness it brought and the joy it brought me learning all these songs that I'd learnt from when I was a teenager. Yeah. It just brought joy back into my life. Yeah. And it felt like that I'd accomplished learning two or three songs in a day. Yeah, yeah. And it just made me feel accomplished and happy. Mate, and it's a recurring theme, that, that sense of like, I, I've done something. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you can play it and hear the song and you go, it actually sounds like the song. I actually get that. And the creative element of that as well. Do you write? Do you write your own songs? Or you get that advanced? Nah, no. I'm not that good. <laughs> I'm just a nuffy playing guitar. <laughs> you should maybe send um, maybe send a reply video back to Joel and just go listen. Look what I can do now look, that I'm happy. Here, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Joel says we're back. Don't listen. Don't get too happy. We still need to listen. <laughs> happy to take over your spot whenever you need. If you're not feeling great one day, if you're feeling a bit sick under the weather. I'm Social here. distancing, I'll, uh, I'll step up. I'm with you. I'm on you on that one. And and look, at the stuff that you're talking about, though, is all the stuff that we know is about looking after mental health. Yep. It is about, you know, finding a little bit of purpose, finding something creative that helps you with that creative outlet, yep. finding something that you can be good at. Like, it's, it's so important that yep. you go, I I've actually can do this. I'm good at this. I can actually make this. This works. I'm, you know, I can... 
you know, and whatever it is, whether it's ripping out a kitchen or drawing a picture. Um, and my, my, my father-in-law, for example, exceptionally proud of this picture. So my father-in-law is a, an amateur painter. He's quite good, actually. I never say it to him, but he's quite good. And he, in 1990, started painting this picture of a tiger. And it was a, a version of a picture that his great-grandmother had painted, right? Well, he had a massive stroke in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And basically really hasn't picked up a paintbrush since. So he's in lockdown. He can't go anywhere, can't do anything, can't nothing. Decides to pick up the paintbrush again and finishes the painting. And it looks really cool. Like it actually is a pretty good picture. of. And he's had this thing framed. It's hanging in the house now. Every time you go there, it's like, have you seen my tiger? Do you think of my tiger? Do you like my tiger? All he talks about is this bloody tiger. One of us is going to get it in the will, right? We're going to have to put it up. Otherwise, you'll haunt us. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like he the, the benefit of this period of like nothing is that we got the opportunity to pick up things and be creative again. We found the thing that we like. I can't draw for shit. I can't play music for shit. I love listening to it, but I'm you know can't be, can barely clap in rhythm. Yeah. Um, so like like this is what I do. This is my creative outlet. Yeah. You know, podcasting, and and you know this is the thing that I know I'm kind of good at. You know, so I do this, but. The ability to kind of that, you know, as you say, as I said, the, the stuff that you're, you're talking about is the stuff where you're going, well, physically I looked after myself, um, you know, creatively I looked after myself, I found something that I could be good at and feel good about doing, you know, like those steps, you know, kudos to you because that's, that's what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably found yourself a whole lot, of more peop- whole lot more people who are like-minded as well to yeah. you and to your situation that you've been able to talk to as well, which probably yeah. helps... You yeah, exactly. have something to do, but find new people, new conversations, yeah, new exactly right. things to talk about. And that's the thing. Like, I'm now hanging out with different people. Yeah. Like, I'm now hanging out with people with, like, a positive mindset, not just yeah, tucked away and just, like, feeling bad about themselves. And people that get you. Yeah. Like, exactly. people that understand what yeah. you've got, but also recognise the, the, the how far you've come. Yeah. You know, and like that's the thing. Like the other week, like I was actually, like, I actually sat down and I actually thought of like how far I've come since December last year mm. to where I'm at now. Yeah. And the weirdest thing is, I can sort of go back and go, well, I was here, and I was in a hole. Yeah. Now I'm sort of coming out of the hole again. Yeah. And. You know, the fact that I can just go hang out with a couple of mates now and just yeah. know, do whatever. Yeah. It brings joy to it brings joy to me. Yeah. Like I'm not acting like a fake person anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah. not hiding behind this persona or what I what I was yeah. before. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a completely different person. Because we have to hide like we have to hide that, you know. Conceivably these people know they've listened to podcasts, know your story. So they get that, and they still want to be friends with you. So you kind of go, all right, you know, I'm, you know, what I'm going through. You still want to be my mate. That's kind of cool. But also, like, we invest so much energy in hiding, yeah. and and we invest so much energy in going like, man, I'm not going to show you who I really am. I'm not going to tell you who I really am. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to see this point of vulnerability because you might expose it. You might try and use it against me, break me, or whatever you yeah. do with it. But the fact that now you can kind of go, all right, don't have to hide it anymore. And I can just, you still like me. Like, that's good. Yeah. Fantastic. At the end of the day, I think. Um, 
going back to the music thing, the other thing I was thinking as you were talking about that Kurt Cobain thing is the thing for me with music, like, um, I, I call it like emotional diet, yeah. right? The same, same if you eat shitty food, you feel shitty, right? Now, for me, I, I love all that same music. I was old enough to know it when it first came out. <laughs> this is I hate that. Um, so, but you know what I mean. Like so, like when when I was fifteen years of age, listening to it "Smells Like Teen Spirit" for the first time, you weren't born. Okay, that's I, that's, I want to put that into perspective. I, I just want you just want to say that out loud. That's awful. But I, I find if I listen to, to me, there's sort of two types of music that really affect my mood, right? And which is. The stuff we're talking about, which I love all that music, you know, the Pearl Gems, the Nirvanas, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, all those kind of guys. But it's pretty heavy going emotionally and mentally, right? So I often find that I'm a bit, you know, like, for me, if I want to feel good emotionally and I want the music to affect my mood in a positive way, um, I have to listen to Poison, nothing but a good time. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's like, I I have to... And I'm not necessarily saying that you do this or need to do this or anything, but I have to be really careful of... Okay, I'm, I'm listening to and and the other or, or aggressive mu- music for me. Heavy metal, like sort of the Sepultura, Pantera type yep. stuff, actually is a really good release. Yep. The other one that makes me kind of angry and makes me a bit kind of uh, is rap music, and I love rap music. But if I listen to too much Eminem, I just want to go and like road rage somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just so it's it's that thing where the the music that I listen to really affects my mood. Yep. So I have to be really aware that okay, I actually have to listen to a bit of a bit of Motley Crue or a bit of you know Poison or a bit of a, a band you know a bit of Warren a band singing about picking up a chick and you know partying all night and sleeping every day or whatever you know I have to listen to that just to get myself into a out of that shitty headspace. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I don't know what your equivalent is or if there is an equivalent yeah, well, for you. Now it's sort of. Like I've now noticed that it's because Amity released a new album. Yeah. And that was nuts like when it released. Yeah. So there's a song on there. It's actually about one of his mates who committed suicide. Yeah. And I listened to it and I just went, whoa. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Yeah. It was pretty full on. But like, there's a couple of them that are a bit... Like you listen to them and you go, yeah, they're good. Yeah. And you listen back to them again, it's like, whoa, that's a bit... It's pretty full it's on. pretty full on. Yeah, yeah. I sort of noticed one of them got me into a really mood where, like, I was more... It was, like, a happy, angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but, like, I was just... I felt happy, but I was just angry at the same time. Yep. I don't know why. Yep. I just was. And then, obviously, I started listening to Nirvana again, Big Laddie 2, Pearl Jam. Yep. Motley Crue, stuff like that. Yeah. It was more like an upbeat and happy yeah. type of thing. Obviously, Nirvana was a bit... Mm. The man has its moments. Yeah, has their moments. But, but Blink Blink One Eighty Two for me is the punk rock equivalent yeah. of a of a hair metal band. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. Because I mean, there's a couple. You know, there's Adam's song and there's a couple of you know yeah. heavier songs. But heavy ones, yeah. but there's also you know what's what's my age again? <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you know. There's like, also Dabit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like it's just like those silly tong- silly song titles, and you just think, yeah, what's this got anything to do with yeah. that? Yeah. But but, just but it's just dumb and makes you feel good. Just catchy and it's yeah. You know, it's, it's fun and even learning it on guitar was fun. Yeah. Like I've not, I've always known how to play damn it. Yeah. But I sort of forgot a few things. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I actually go back and go, I don't really want to be mm. learning this again because I already know it, but I'm going to have to. Yeah. Within an hour, I'd pick it up again straight away. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be sitting there just playing along with it and I'm just like, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. And it's, 
it's the little like it's those little things. Whereas, like I, I reckon if this pandemic didn't happen, I wouldn't have picked up guitar again. Right, I wouldn't have touched it. Okay, well, the last time I probably picked it up was probably six years ago. So you, you don't think even in the course of take the pandemic out of the equation and you, you're still kind of dealing with and managing and, and starting to get your mental health back in order, you don't think you would have gone down that path again? No. No? So you, did you, you, you weren't working during the pandemic or you no. were... Okay, so, so really you just had... So really I was basically in lockdown 24-7. Yeah, yeah. And trying to escape whenever <laughs> I had the chance to. And li- live with mum and dad as well, so... Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so trying to... So me trying to Although escape... Although your parents are lovely if they're listening. They, they, they seem... They, they, she, your mum fed us and stuff it's, yeah, she's really nice <laughs> yeah like tr- trying to escape like trying to just get out of the house yeah, yeah, like, yeah. need to get out need to get out yeah that was good like getting out like, walk, like walking out the front doorstep was I was happy yeah 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 being locked inside I was just miserable do you think do you think it like um, for me as well I had this conversation with someone today and you, you might have had the same feeling about this do you think it made you kind of appreciate those little things in your yeah. life like like the ability to walk out the front door, like we've all just taken it for granted, yeah. you know, like we can just walk out the front door. And now that you actually have to stop and think about it, and also there's a purpose. So for me, it was also like I got the six-year-old yeah. who was locked inside most of the day and we had to get her out of the house because she was going stir crazy. But, you know, maybe it just makes us appreciate the time and the space and as you say, it makes you stop and reflect. And Well, I mean, since we last spoke, I became a father for yes, the first time and a from what I understand, I've been a little bit more fortunate than most when it comes to parental leave because most people normally get three weeks or two weeks. I've had three and a half months so far working from home, obviously, yeah, 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 but yeah. I, I've been able to, to watch my daughter grow up and she's four yeah. months tomorrow. And I, I think there's probably been four days in that time where I've gone into the office. Uh, yeah. um, so it, it's that, that's, that's my, that's my way of thinking in that that's, brought that into perspective for me i I, i'm grateful for having that time i mean obviously it's it's horrendous what's happened for that to be possible and i i I often try to think of a way where i can say it where it's been a benefit for me but without sounding like a (laughs) like (laughs) out of touch sorry what your grandmother died well it's been (laughs) good for me that's that's exactly right and uh, there's no nice way to say that but when we're talking about perspectives and being able to to put find benefit out of yeah. out of this situation that's been fantastic for me yeah um and there's so many things that are connected to that i've been able to see her grow up watching her laughing now smiling yeah. and she's her legs are getting stronger and being able to see her sort of standing and 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 whatnot yeah um it, it's been great for that yeah and isn't that interesting it's like um i heard Andy Lee talk about this ages ago and if my memory serves me correctly Andy's mum died quite young and he would say he learnt out of that process that you can't give other people perspective you know you can't tell people and it's that thing that we say to people you know well at least this didn't happen or at least that or you know think about the positives like you can't do that to people you, but you're allowed to have perspective and to sit and reflect on that and go yeah man like yeah it sucked but I didn't lose my job I still had an income and I got to do that. And I was much the same. Like I really enjoyed having that time at home and being able to, you know, spend time with the family and not have to rush out the door of a morning. When I finished at five o'clock, I was done. I I put the the shoes on and I'd take my daughter down to the park. Yeah. And we'd kick a ball or walk around or whatever. Um, 
you know so it was it was really nice like it was actually like being forced to stop you know enjoy not not being literally not being able to go anywhere you know people (laughs) i've said this a few times i said on podcasts people were talking about how cheap petrol was i don't know because i didn't put petrol in my car for two months yeah 20th of March to the 25th of May, not a single drop went into my car. Yeah, I think I filled up once. Yeah. And I was spun out. I was spewing, though, because <sighs> I'm sitting there going, like, I really want this 75-cent petrol. Like, I really want to, to get this, but didn't have yeah. to do it. And, was and you know, just things like that. Like, I think it's super important. But then having said that, we were talking off air, you balance that out with the fact that you had this child that no one could come and visit for a couple of months because, you know, they couldn't leave the house. We, yeah, we, we were in hospital the week that New South Wales was put into lockdown and then the very next week uh, the borders were closed. And, I mean, my, my old man is his first grandchild who mm. lives in the US. Uh, he cancelled his trip two days before or a day before he was going to fly out. And <sighs> we now don't think he's going to get to meet his first granddaughter until she's at least a year, year and a half old. So yeah, yeah. There's a, a lot of knock-on effect with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, like you say, and similar to what you have to do to manage... I mean, this is managing your mental health. This yeah. is sitting there going, okay, Dad can't say that sucks, but we can I've, had, talk. I've had... I can video talk and I've had four fantastic months with her, been able to see her and hang out with her. Yeah. Oh, we got a puppy dog. Oh, people can't see the puppy dog on the podcast. We'll play with the puppy dog later. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's the thing. So you know, like you said, having that time and space, um, you know, clearly not having a job for a few months was kind of beneficial. Really, ultimately, she, she needs to. She got to go to the twenty. <laughs> Come on, somebody let me out. <laughs> she she can wander around. That's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> the microphones aren't strong enough for anyone to hear the clicking of the, 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 the claws on the floor. <laughs> This is this is the beauty of doing podcasting. I'm going to leave this in. Imagine if this was live. Oh, I know. Imagine if we were recording. This is why they say on TV, don't work with animals. Don't work with children or animals. <laughs> don't work with children or animals. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> so look at him. He's out there. He's a doggy daddy. He's going to just we'll let her come in when she needs to. But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. So you get that space, that time and space that you need to do it. Yeah. And you get to hang out with that little, what's the dog's name, by the way? Sasha. Sasha. Hang out with Sasha. Yeah. Now, the other thing that you guys have done in the meantime as well, because I want to give this plug, um, is listen. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit about listen. So, uh, I, I, I guess the, 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 everything all started with, obviously, Simon's, Simon's journey, Simon's experience. Um, when, when everything had happened, um, well, actually, it was after that first phone call that you gave me back in... Well, mid late December. I after I got off the phone, I, I was speaking to my wife Steph, um, and I, I I wasn't sure if I'd said the right things to Simon. I had yeah. no idea. I think I even messaged you um, when we were talking about yeah. getting Simon involved. I, I wasn't sure whether anything that I said was was right. Whether there is a protocol for how you handle the conversation. Yeah. So I started to do a little bit of research. Well, that night, looking at uh, looking online, whatever I could find, I had a look at various um, mental health. Websites such as yeah. Beyond Blue, um, Sane, things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't really find much information. Um, I could find little bits and pieces, but it wasn't readily available. And to me, it, it kind of represented a, 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 not a flaw to the system, but a, a flaw is how I'll explain it, how, uh, how I'll describe it. 
in that we want people to be able to, to talk. Uh, we want people to start the conversation. But the reality is the majority of people, Simon being a perfect example, his first port of call was not to a, a mental health professional. Yeah. He didn't call up a, a counsellor, a psychologist, um, and say, I'm going through this, I need to talk. He turned around to his best mate and said, this is, this is going on right now, it's real. And in that moment, if you're not saying the right things, or if, if you say one thing that comes across uh, like you don't care, if, yeah. it, if it, you could give the wrong information, who knows what you've done? Mm. Um, it, I, I could have said something, and thankfully, obviously, it didn't happen, but Simon could have turned around and gone out that night and done something that yeah. we, we wouldn't want. And it really concerned me. So I, I started to do more and more research into it, and I really couldn't find enough. So... Um, we we brainstormed and came up with a few things based off the conversation that I had with Simon and um, a few other bits of research of essentially what what would be encouraged to to do if someone turned around to an everyday person and said I'm not okay I need to talk no. um, basically equipping everyday people to be able to handle that conversation as yeah. best as possible yeah. to transition that person into the start of their journey to recovery. Yeah. Um, because that's essentially what that conversation is. Yeah. Um, so we, we started we started putting bits and pieces together. Um, the idea is that the first port of call is just to listen. Uh, when that person yeah. says, I'm not okay, you don't need to sit there and talk. You don't need to solve the problem. Yeah. You're not going to. No. They just... The, the best solution... The, the, best, uh, the best thing that can come out of that situation is knowing that they've been able to talk and vent because it could lead to them being aware of their own situation, them being aware of their own their own health, their own problems, issues, whatever it may be, and then eventually going and, and having the conversation with the right person who can then assist. Yeah. It's the, the, the analogy I always use, and, you know, I don't even know. You might have, you might have, you might have been there this day. I will never forget. I never saw the guy... My mum saw this happen, but I would never forget the, go- the day we were playing rugby and it was at Fairvale um, at the home ground and um, a young guy was tackled, legally tackled, nothing bad, but suffered a compound fracture of his leg. Uh, I want to say left leg. Um, horrible injury. You know, bones ticking out through a side. It was just terrible. Now, there's nothing I can do for him at that point. I can't. I'm not going to pop it back in. I'm not going to stitch it up or strap it up or do it. Like, I'm literally going to do nothing at that point. All I can do at that point is go, okay, mate, let's make you comfortable. Let's make you warm. Let's call an ambulance. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's the equivalent. It's the same thing. You know, Simon Ringgin says, this is where I'm at, mate. I want to kill myself. You're not, nothing you're going to say in that conversation. You don't need to. You shouldn't feel obliged to even try. <clears throat> it is simply just going, okay, yeah. right. There's a compound fracture. How do I get you to professional help? Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it was—I've I've said to Simon so many times since. Like it's—it was incredibly confronting when he turned around and said to me what he did. Like it's—I think it was lateish at night. I think I was about to start getting ready to go to bed, and it's—it's it's not something that I expected to happen. But that's—that's that's the reality with these sorts of conversations. Mm-hmm. That they happen when the person who needs to talk is ready to talk, and. It can be day or night. I mean, Simon self-confessed struggles to sleep sometimes. Mm. It could have been at three o'clock in the morning and he calls me up and says that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do genuinely think where you, you look at things like Dr. ABCD for, for first aid or um, No Go Tell, Stranger Danger, things like that. There's yep. these um, the, these uh, phrases and slogans of, of things that they're just so synonymous. And I, as soon as I think Dr. ABCD, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what I need to do. Yep. Danger response, airway. Breathing, yep. The, the same sort of thing should look to apply with this conversation because it can happen to literally anyone. Yeah. And... and it could be a grandparent, it could be a friend at school, it could be a teacher, it could be literally anyone. Mate, the number one person, the number one group after our age bracket, so we're all technically in that same age bracket in terms of the number one group is 80 plus after yeah. us. That's the next highest group of people that take their lives. So, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's nuts, you know. So, 18 to 45, it's the number one way that, you know, basically people our way are going to die. Men our, men our age are going to die. And 80 plus, same 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 statistic. It's the number one way they'll take their own lives. It's a huge problem, massive problem. So, you know, it's not limited to the young guy that listens to the Emity Affliction. It's listened to the, it's you know, it's also the older person that listens to you know, Roy Orbison. Or yeah. Whatever old people listen to. <laughs> you know. Amity Affliction. I actually like Roy Orbison. He's, he's all right, Roy. Um, but, and, and look, I agree with what you say in that as well. And, it, and it's something that um, I've thought about for a really long time. You know, it's that idea that, you know, I want to know what to say. Um, and, it, and the thing is, there isn't a formula. No, like, you know, um, it is. And, I, and I, I'm no expert either at it. Yeah. You know, one of the, some of the best I can come up with. In fact, the only thing I'm really sure about is what not to say. And that is, like we said before, you know, or at least you, you'll you be know, fine. Yeah, think about all the, you know, think about all the good things you have in your life. The, the the number one that I saw as well. Oh, I I remember I felt like that at this time as mm. well. Like you, you don't need to associate your own experience. This is yeah. their time to talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a really important one as well. You know, yeah. lot, to not make it about you, yeah. and to not make it about someone else. And that goes for like all health problems. Like I, I had a, um, a close friend of mine who I worked with who had breast cancer. You know, and one day, I remember one day she was really pissed off. I said, "We pissed off at." She goes, "Well, somebody just came in and they, how are you?" And I started to tell them about it, and then they started to talk about like their auntie or somebody that had had it and what she'd gone through and da 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 da. And she goes, and I actually turned around and said to her, this is, this one was pretty, she goes, I went, I don't care about your auntie. I don't care about what your auntie's gone through. Fair play. And she went, oh, okay, and kind of got up and left and was a little offended by that. But it's like, yeah, you're right, because I don't care what your auntie's been through. It's not, you know. To me, I'm starting to slowly build a repertoire as well, and one of the the, the core principles is, I think I've said this a couple of times, and Nate said it in the first part, you know, when he goes to an AA meeting, um, it's a group of people in there that aren't going to tell him how to fix himself. They'll tell him how they fix themselves and then he gets to choose what works for him. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the principles for this, you know, again, we, I want to get a variety of stories and someone will listen to this and they're going to hear what you've done to fix yourself yeah. and, you know, maybe it'll work for them. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll pick up a guitar. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll listen to you. And go, well, shit. Here's this thing that I haven't done for a while that I used to really love. I'm going to go and get back into that, whatever that looks like. You know, carpentry, art, you know, macrame. I don't know, whatever it is. But they pick something up and they get involved with it, and and that becomes their thing as well. So that's the core of this message too. It's like I don't want to tell you how to fix you. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. You know, you you. I'll tell you what I did. Um, 
you know, I'm also working on the idea now with the stuff we're doing is I'm not going to tell you how to fix yourself. I'm going to tell you what I did, what my journey looked like, and you can just share. You can just use what you want to use out of that, you know. Um, so what are your plans for Listen? What do you? Where's that going to go? Is it going to continue to be... Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned to you before, obviously with with having my daughter in the last four months, yeah. uh, the attention unfortunately turned away from from being as actively on there as as I'd want to be. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the end goal is to have more. I mean, obviously, more awareness around yeah. how to handle that conversation, mm. but have it more present in everyday settings, whether it be. I mean, like you said before, eighteen to eighteen to forty-five is the highest suicide rate in Australia for males, I believe. One, one or two, I think I also saw another thing of one in five people in Australia will have a mental health issue at some stage in their life. The um, I, I could be wrong with that stat. Fifty percent of people will experience a mental health condition in their adult life, yep. and at any given time, one in five people are walking around with a mental health condition. So even if we go with the one in five, if, mm. if one in five people, I mean, there's five people in this house. Yep. Um, if any one of those five, well, one in five, t- two of us that have had one in our adult life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, look, we're above average, at yeah. least we could say. We, obviously, we just need to uh, uh, getting in a position where more people are, are more equipped to be able to handle that conversation. And if eighteen yeah. to forty-five, I mean, that's people coming out of school. If from an early age, where we have an understanding of how to be able to handle the conversation, so yeah, yeah. whether that conversation gets into starting in schools, that would be fantastic in the workplace in everyday life, whatever it may be, even having the the, the existing mental health um, organisations, like I said before, Beyond Blue and SANE and Are You OK? and those sorts of, of bodies, having that more in your face, that's, that's, that's what we're looking to achieve. Um, in the meantime, like I said before, I mean, I haven't really been able to put as much attention into mm. to listen over the last few months, but the 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 focus for me has also been maintaining constant communication with Simon um, and being his person as well. So the more that that con- that conversation continues, whether it be through us, um, he's also started to to do things through Listen as well and and taking over admin roles on the page and sharing content and things mm. like that. The more that continues, um, I mean, there's a few times where he's done videos talking about his situation at the time, and I encourage people to go back and have a look through those because. If you listen to the first time we sat down with Adam... You're watching an evolution, yeah. ...those videos in between to now, you you see a big change, and that's what it's all about. I'm going to ask you guys the same question. I'm going to ask it in a slightly different way, right? Um, And it it is relating to what you're talking about. So, you know, I think we all... And I, I may have not said this before properly, but... I think what those websites and all of the literature you read is it tells you what to do, it doesn't tell you how to do it, which is kind of you and I are on the same, we're on the same page with this in terms of we want to get into the how to do it. So the question I'm going to say, you've done a bit of research now, you've looked into it. What do you think you said right to Simon on that phone call way back then when he rings you and he says, mate, you know, I want to kill myself. What do you think you said? What do you think you did right in that phone call? I, I listened to him for a start. Um, okay. I said, how are you feeling and what's making you feel this way? Um, which opened up Pandora's box. Um, it let him have an opportunity to tell me everything that was on his mind. Um, at the end of that conversation, the last thing I wanted to make sure that he knew as well 
I think the last thing I said before goodbye was I'm going to give you a call tomorrow or the day after. I can't yeah. remember what, what day it was that I said, yeah. but I wanted to make sure Simon knew that that wasn't the last time we were going to be seeking mm. and that there was going to be personal follow-up from me mm. um, to make sure that someone was looking after him. Yeah. So I would say those two things, okay. um, that letting him be able to, to have a platform Actually to talk, talk yep. and to know that he could confide in me. Um, but knowing that he was also that that wasn't going to be the last time we. You were going to call back the next yeah. same day after. <clears throat> same question for you then. What did he do right? Listened. Yeah. He listened to what I had to say to him. You know the fact that I did want to commit suicide. Yeah. The fact that I nearly did. Yep. I look back at it now and it it haunts me. Yeah. It haunts me the fact that I let myself get back to that state again. Yeah. yeah. It scares me. And talk and obviously talking about it now scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It scares me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. The fact that I rang him, I didn't even tell my parents. I rang him first. Yeah. Mate, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. out of here. I'm out of here. Yeah. Why? What's going on? Yeah. Are you okay? It was those little things. And as Blake said, Pandora's box opened. Yeah. Everything came out Because prior to that You not talked to a single soul about it Prior to that It's all sat inside you Yep So all of a sudden It's just bang And I'm assuming there was a Sense of relief Yeah Like oh, Man yeah, It was a sense of I put that weight down It was like a massive Massive weight of this been lifted off my shoulders Yeah I think it was more frightening Because I didn't know how Blake would react I think I was more scared of that. Yeah. I didn't know if I'd said enough. I didn't know if I said too much. I let everything out in a matter of 15-minute phone call. Oh, shit. So it was only a 15-minute phone call. We're not talking two hours or anything like that. that in it my was, head, it that was... quick. It was a quick phone yeah. call. And, and what time of night was it? I said, I, I'm pretty sure I was going to, I was about to get ready to go to bed. I, I remember laying in bed, having the conversation. Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah, I think I might've just gotten out of the shower and just, yeah. Just paid a picture for us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Got to tell a story properly. <laughs> this is raw. <laughs> Had just a towel on, did a layer of water on my body. It's, um, it's a sign of a good storyteller. I'll, yeah. I'll leave part of the story and you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> We should take this more seriously. Um, but so, yeah, we potentially we're talking about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Next, next time, mate, could you do this at like nine, ten? Oh, well, that, that's it, and and that, and that's the thing. Like after after we got off the phone, like I, I think I spoke to my wife for about an hour or so afterwards. Um, I was just trying to work out whether I'd said the right things to him as well. And I, I didn't want to get a call from Jenny or Anthony, Simon's parents, the next day saying, we've just found Simon, um, because I would have known that I was the last person that he spoke to about it. Yeah, um, and it's a heavy weight to carry. That, and and that's, it. Like it's, that's not for my thing to, to have about me. Like it's, it's all about Simon, but yeah. it would have been something that would have been in my mind for, for a long time to come. Yeah. Um, but instead... We should I, spoke should I, could the next I, would day, I? two days later as well, and nearly every day since for the most part. Which yeah. yeah. um, July made you sit here, so I think it's safe to say that you did the right thing. Yeah. Like, truthfully, 
and and again, all the literature will tell you, there's nothing right to say. You just, no. as you say, you sit, you listen, you start talking, you you know, you get yeah. it out. He gets to release, you you know, and and really, I mean, if you think about it, you know, listen without judgment, let the person speak. Um, don't don't make it about you. Don't try and put it in perspective or get them to have sort of some sense of gratitude about it. You just let him listen, let him talk, and and you listened, and that was it. It's all it boiled down to. Follow up as well. Yeah, I I, I, I do think that that's that it's, it's super important to make sure that they know that it's not just a one stop interaction because yeah. They could have that conversation with so many people. I mean, someone could have turned around to 15 other people that night and said the same thing for all I knew. And if every single one of them said, okay, let's go from there. Yeah, I think the other key here, though, and this is just me thinking about this in the context of what we do, is, you know, every day we say to people, how you going, mate, right? And I I think I've said this on the last time we spoke, you know, Nath, who was on the, the very first guest on our on the on the podcast you know was in a psychiatric psychiatric hospital and somebody said to him how you going mate and he went yeah i'm good and they went no you're not you're in a psychiatric hospital you're far from good right it's just such a throwaway line but one i think what happens is and what's happened for you is you've now identified yourself as a simon when i say you i should say when people can't see simon you've identified yourself as someone that people can talk to you know that you're going to get them they're not gonna. They're not gonna need feel judged. They're not gonna feel like you're gonna be shocked or horrified by what you hear. They're, you're gonna get them. And I think what happens, and you tell me if you think you did this or not, but I think what happens is they kind of we kind of go right. I need to find somebody that's actually gonna get this. When they when I say how you going, mate. When they say how you going, mate, and I say I'm not good. They're gonna go okay. Tell me what's going on. You know, they're not gonna kind of go. Oh, what, what do I do now? So I think maybe you picked him deliberately. And I think one of the things that I, you know, you, you kind of you knew out of all your mates, you, I'm, yeah, maybe we, subconsciously, we've been mates for you knew out of mates, he was going to he was going to be the one. Nearly twenty five years, yeah, twenty three. So for it's me, what time. for me, what I'm trying to do now is <laughs> not not that long. I was <laughs> just finishing uni when you two became mates. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible shit. Actually, I've, when you two were becoming mates, it was my first season playing rugby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I met your old man a couple of years later. Um, but um, so yeah, it's, but it's that kind of that thing where I think what you do is it's nice for people who experience mental health conditions to be able to know that there is a safe place to land. You know, um, particularly men, particularly young men. Who this is a conversation that's really tough to have because we don't have the conversation because for a whole range of reasons that we all know about, but we just don't have the conversation. So ultimately what we do is we go, right, he's safe. I can talk to him. He's going to listen. He's going to do what I need him to do. And and I'm going to, you know, I pretty deliberately picked my target. I don't know if he did that or not, but I reckon you probably somewhere deep down inside might have. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So ultimately that's what, that's the point as well. You know, for me, and you've experienced it, and you probably experienced it, and I definitely experience it on a regular basis. It is people now sit there and go, "Okay, you're the how you go, mate, guy. I can corner you at a barbecue, or I can have a chat to you, and I can go, this is what's going on for me.' You know, I get to talk to you about it, and I know that you're going to be okay with it, and that's kind of cool. Like it's a privilege, I think, that people share that story with me. Continuing the conversation, absolutely. It's all about continuing the conversation. And I was super happy when I saw you guys had started that Facebook page. Um, 
not because it was like, yeah, man, you, you've got it. Like I think we said before, you've got to do something positive with this. You yeah. know, it can't just be for naught. You know, and I, I we shared. I mean, it's a little bit cliche, but we shared a thing on the our Facebook page ages ago where it was like, you know, one day your story is going to become someone else's. You know survival guide kind of thing yeah. and that's that's the point that's what it is people have listened to that yeah. that's why you've had a thousand listens it's real people connected with it yeah yeah let's hope we get a thousand more well i i, I do think there is a good way to do that and I, I i would strongly encourage anyone who listens to this and listens to the way that simon is right now go back and listen to that first one because oh, yeah. that's where you'll really see the journey and look i I actually, I said to Simon the other week, like, you, you do still have a way to go, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the progress you've had so far is fantastic, and I, I honestly can't wait to see the rest of the journey. Um, but go back and listen to the first one, because it really, it, it just goes to show the importance of speaking up and speaking out and finding someone or some people who you have confidence in speaking to. Everyone has issues. I mean, I, I myself had situational anxiety a couple of years ago ended up seeing someone for it but the important thing at the time was going identifying someone to speak up to and that if if things like this can start the conversation for someone that's you can't ask for much more than that because like like you said someone's journey could be someone's survival guide and and i think of it in terms of injury the longer you let the injury go the, the harder it gets to manage at some yeah. point. And the other part of it is, you know, in terms of what you've got to do then to manage mental health, you know, Simon just manages this injury for the, you know, it's, it's like injuring your knee, you know. You just know that for the rest of your life you're going to have to wear a knee brace and you're going to have to be aware of certain situations and it's going to be a bit tough to climb stairs, but, you know, it'll be okay. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. You just manage the injury, but you've just got to be continually aware that you just got to, you just got to keep looking after it because if you don't, it's just going to come back and bite you on the ass, and that's yeah. basically what it is. That's the way I'm looking at it now. Exactly. You know, and as an old footy player, it's just about making sure you get the body out of bed every day. <laughs> We've got terrible backs for cricket. <laughs> yeah. I, can, and that's, I can definitely say my back is not getting better, but it's slowly getting better. So. <laughs> I will leave it there, boys. Um, thank you so much. And just for the record, that's we're just clocked in at just over an hour so time flies when you're having fun absolutely there it goes and i think we said that the last time you went wow that was an hour shit how'd that go anyway thank you so much thanks mate thank you hello folks thank you for listening to the latest episode of our podcast Uh, before i go could i please ask uh, just a couple of small favors number one uh, we would very much as we said at the start love for you to review this podcast and of course please share this podcast um the reviews help us to uh, help other people to see what this podcast is about. And, of course, the sharing helps us to get our message out there. We don't have any money, so we're really relying on uh, social media to be able to spread this message. Uh, equally, if you listen to this podcast, now we do a warning at the start, but if you listen to this podcast and anything uh, triggered for you or it made you think about your own mental health or well-being or someone who you loves mental health or well-being, please uh, take steps to help to either manage that yourself or to support someone to manage their mental health. Uh, if you do feel like you are need to talk to somebody uh, and you can't talk to friends or family, please go and see your GP. Or, of course, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Men's Line Australia on 1300 789978. Lifeline on 13 11 14 
or of course the kids helpline on one eight hundred double five one eight double zero. If you or someone that you love is in immediate danger, please call triple O. Uh, but at the very least, please um, find a way to manage your mental health and your mental health conditions, and please support the people that you love to manage their mental health and mental health conditions. And again, if something you've heard today triggers for you, please go and seek um, some support uh, immediately to manage your mental health condition, whether that's one of the helplines we just mentioned or the GP. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.